Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 190, Rangers Talk, Hasbro PulseCon 2021, recorded on October 30th, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris D, Chris P, Steve F, Ethan S, AJW, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Tyler B, Tyler W, Charlie N, Craig H, Craig M, Liz M, Mason M, Kevin R, Steve R, Hassan A, Bo H, Leland D, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash rangercommandph for all of our social and Amazon links, such as our Amazon affiliate at amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command ph. Remember, anything you buy through our Amazon affiliate links or our shop on Amazon helps support the podcast. Hey guys, how you hey. doing? Hey, doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. It's it. Look, it's been a week. Uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. I'm having a pretty good Saturday. It's been a week after pretty Pulse good Con. for a Saturday, right? It is. It's very good for a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) It it is pretty good for a Saturday. And it's been a week since Hasbro PulseCon. By the time this episode comes out, uh, PulseCon would have been two weeks previous. But but there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that we want to react to and, and talk about. And I think it'll be good to talk about. In addition to that... When this episode releases, if you're hearing this now, the next episode that you'll hear, we'll actually have two interviews. We'll have an interview with the Hasbro team talking about Hasbro PulseCon reveals and an interview with Ryan Parrott and catch up with him for the end of Unlimited Power Arc. And we'll talk about the first issue of the Eltarian War, which is Mighty Morphin 13. So next week, it's going to be an awesome double interview special. And yeah, I think it's going to be great. So stay tuned for that. So we have some non-news. <laughs> I'm only bringing this up because I swear, anytime something like what we're going to talk about explodes in the fandom, you get people overreacting and just running wild with speculation and it's super crazy. So it's not even worth mentioning the details of these leaks. We're not even going to go heavily into the details, but essentially uh, there was some Dino Fury season two leaks, quote unquote, from Reddit. And it basically outlined the entire structure of season two. I mean, there was crazy things like, them using the Q dragon from Q Ranger as like a Neo Serpentera for Lord Zed. 
there was like, he would bring back the dark Rangers, which is just like negative forms of the Dino Fury Rangers. It was like a fan fix, like wet dream. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. And people just freaking ran with it. I mean, people created new stories, people created posts. I mean, there was like all this stuff about it. And I mean, I can smell BS like a mile away. So part of me was like, yeah, a lot of these rumors for the season sound great. Like as a fan, I would be over thrilled if, you know, all of this happened. But part of me is also like, yeah, but this is all a little bit too good to be true. And apparently it is because Simon Bennett uh, responded and basically said these aren't spoilers or leaks. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he can't acknowledge if anything is real. And sure, there were some things in this leaks that you would assume would happen in the next season. Like, yeah, obviously, Void Knight, and it was confirmed in some new clips. Yeah, Void Knight is still alive. He brings back his wife. That was already shown in a clip officially earlier this week as we record. So yeah, there's some natural extension of things that, you know, fans were already running with. We do know that Tallulah Blakely's coming back as Commander Shaw at some point in season two. So yeah, it's not a stretch to think that Beast Morphers is involved in some way with their vault and the vault might have Lord Zed's staff, which he blandly said, he's like, I need my staff and he peaced out. So Yeah, within the leaks, there are certain, like, leaps of logic that you can make for the rest of the season. But the stuff like bringing back the Dark Rangers just because they were shown in that clip episode Mm -hmm. that we just reviewed. Or, you know, Neo Serpentera, as cool as that would be, (laughs) to me, that's, like, a little bit too good to be true. Yeah. And he can only deny it because, you know, you don't want to give any credence to the fact that yeah, someone just leaked your entire season if if that was the case, yeah. which it isn't. I just love, though, when creative people, showrunners, writers, whoever, get to just shut down stuff like this. And mm-hmm. it just it's a mic drop every time he came on and was like, yeah, I don't read fan fiction. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> and like, that was awesome to me. I don't know. I just always love it when, when creators get the last word. Yeah, I, I like when they get the last word, too. And. One of the things that I like that he addressed in the Hasbro Pulse Premium, the 1027 event, was that he mentioned, he's like, yeah, I'm answering questions here because I took a step back from Twitter and and the fans. He mentioned that on stream, and I'm like, dude's a legend. Like, I, I really like what Simon Bennett's doing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been so ingratiated, uh, he, but he's been so deep in the fandom that even he recognized, like, okay, I'm making myself too available. I need to take a step back because otherwise right. something might happen. I might slip or they might think that they have this kind of access to me all the time when they don't really. Good on him for getting as deep in the fandom as he did, but also having the presence of mind to be like, yeah, boundaries, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but he was on the Dino Fury panel for PulseCon, and he was also part of the Power Rangers segment on the 1027 event. What was great is that we saw the props in his office, the Lord Zed statue, the Green Morphin Master, and the Baby Paka, who will be part of Season 2 on Ranger Command. We said, look, it's props from his office. 
And he responded, he's like, more like my library at home. We're in our 10th week of lockdown in Auckland, New Zealand, but this has kind of become my office as I spend a big chunk of the day on Zoom calls from this spot. So just that little tidbit where he corrects people and gives them a little story. And I think it's great when he does interact with fans. And, you know, that's why I don't want like the fans to drive him away because you know, for a while there, he was just being bombarded. And it's like, we have to chill out because I love that behind the scenes access that producers and showrunners and, and those types of people give, because it's not every day that we get that kind of level of access. And Zach AP, you guys probably love behind the scenes stuff as much as I do. And I, I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm a sucker for behind the scenes stuff. Like, when we first started getting DVDs back in back in the olden days, uh, <laughs> when, when we got DVDs that had like I I wouldn't buy certain editions of DVDs because they didn't have enough behind the scenes stuff yeah. or they didn't have a director's yeah. commentary of like oh my gosh could you imagine if they did a season of Dino Fury on Blu-ray and DVD with like director and cast commentary I would eat that up in a heartbeat yeah oh yeah Power Rangers isn't exactly Marvel. But back when all the major Marvel movies are released, it's like each store has like their own exclusive edition with some kind yeah. of like bonus item, like a like a booklet with like concept art or more bonus features. When that happened for a couple of movies that I liked, I looked them all up and I was like, which one, which bonus features? Did, <laughs> like I wasn't about to buy each one of them. That was not in my budget. Yeah. But I looked them all up. That bonus feature speaks to me. I went out and did it. Like for the Power Rangers movie when that happened, that would be yeah, that would be too. amazing if we got some kind of like some kind of official compilation or just something, yeah. you know. Well, even in like Star Trek, I remember when the JJ movies were coming out, and they did the same thing. They started piecing out various bonus features, and then you know there was enough fan clapback on it that they said, "Look, here's the." definitive three movie set with every single bonus feature we apologize here you go at least they acknowledge it mm -hmm. and we're like yeah we know it's it's ridiculous but i mean on the on some level i get it you know it's it's like toys like every retailer wants their own exclusive version yeah. of something just so they can attract sales i love behind the scenes stuff i would spend money on more power rangers behind the scenes stuff if i could that's all i'm saying i love loved what shout factory did with like the legacy helmet and the mega sets with the dvds of bonus features yeah that's incredible and it sucks it sucks because i am a fan of home media and the fact that we don't even have like a complete season of beast morphers we don't have dino fury on dvd i would love it if shout factory got the rights again or came up with like a fifth mega set that would be amazing yeah, if they did a fifth mega set and included uh, everything since Super Mega Force, oh my god, I would be all over that. Like Dino Charge and to get those types of bonus features, I love it. I just I love physical media. I don't want this stuff to disappear in the ether. And I love Beast Morphers. I I really enjoy Dino Fury. I would love to have these on physical. Or do what they used to do back in the day with all the the like niche programming they would do like companion books with like little DVDs inside and it would be yeah. a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And then you could pop in the DVD and watch some companion videos to the book. 
Like I have one for what was it? The TV show Alias. They had. Um, oh, that's cool. I bought this um like companion book with a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff for the last couple seasons, and there was like a little bonus bonus disc in there and you could pop it in it was great it was almost like buying the dvds without buying dvds for the behind the scenes stuff you know Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely all right here's another thing so this is another non-news and i'm not going to bring a lot of light to it but ranger command was tagged in a post with i think five or six other content creators like like the big sites like morphin legacy power ranger ranger liz and it showed a fake image of a big screen. Like it was a big screen with like, it was a really dark room, almost like a movie theater with promotional, like Jew image, but it said like power Rangers beast blocks or some <laughs> like, it was just, it was terrible. And it was like just dark enough where people were like, Oh my God. And it was from an account that had one tweet, that tweet, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. No picture name. It was just a random trash account. This was the only thing that they tweeted. And none of the people tagged in it ran with it. Like, obviously, we didn't fall for the bait because we're smarter than that. But then people started talking about it anyway. And it was it just blew up. I don't know why anyone would give this shit attention. I downloaded this image, threw it into Photoshop, turned the levels to max, And like one of the like figures, quote unquote, was like had half their neck bisected by a line, like an eraser line (laughs) where you couldn't see it in the original image because it was like it was transparent. So the dark background showed through. But I'm like, oh, yeah, totally real. Like it's it's not. And people just ran with it and started like, oh, is this the real thing? Oh, they would never do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's not, it wasn't even worth giving the energy to it. And I hate that people fall for this. Really? Are we so desperate as a fandom that we need to know the next adaptation for Power Rangers? We need to know Power Rangers 30. We still have a whole year of Dino Fury left. Yep. I, I just think we're so desperate for, for anything that people are just like willing to believe the first thing that happens. And it's like, look, I took... 30 seconds through this in the Photoshop fake. It's fake. It was like, and there was one of the guys with some random stock photo guy that was like, Ooh, thumbs up. And it was horrible. It was bad. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what I mentioned on the last episode where it's like, we kind of need a little bit more anticipation and less speculation. It's like, that's right. kind of like where it's coming from. In my opinion, we don't know anything. So it's like, people are latching on to whatever pops up. Look, I get it. It's literally been a year since the Jonathan Entwistle announcement came through. We still don't know any news or anything about that. The thing is, pre-production for any type of show or movie takes a long time. He has to develop the concept. He has to develop the scripts for whatever he's working on. There has to be an entire process to get things in motion And usually these things take more than a year. Like when they announced it, you know, he was probably already working on stuff for maybe half a year or Mm -hmm. a few months or whatever. And a lot of this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And when they're ready to talk about it, they'll talk about it. And I know some, so many people are like, oh, well, Jonathan went and was like moved on to other projects and oh, he's doing this and that. 
people can work on more than one thing at the same time. I don't know if people know this. Like, I'm sure that he's cooking up, you know, whatever this Power Rangers thing is while working on his own other projects. It's, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to think that, you know, he's still working on something. Someone, I don't remember when it was, but um, the writer for the new Power Rangers movie that they announced, the Brian Edward Hill, mm-hmm. someone yeah. tweeted him. They were like, hey, can you tell us anything about the Power Rangers movie you're writing? And he was like, yeah, it's in English or something. Like he gave them the most. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, he, was, he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm working on it, but I can't tell you nothing like that kind of thing. But yeah. He seems to still be working on it, as far as I can tell. Even on Hasbro's side, on the merchandising side, we found out, and we'll talk about it later in the episode, about the Zord Ascension project. They've been working on that since they got the brand, like 20, 22 months that they've been working on on this project. These things take time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially pre-production stuff. Like, you have to come up with designs and get it fabricated and make sure your script's in order and there's casting and there's all this stuff. I can tell you it's, it doesn't take a year to write some of this stuff, but it does take a year or more to develop something, especially a whole new direction or universe or whatever they're crafting with this. It's, it takes time. And, you know, more and more over the years, I find out that Ranger nation as a whole is very impatient, mm-hmm. very impatient. So, yeah, Power Rangers Season 30, who the hell knows? Let's just enjoy Dino Fury right now. And, that's that's it. And I'm enjoying it, so. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. well, it. I am too. I'm too. <laughs> Let's get to the main topic. We're going to talk all about Hasbro PulseCon uh, for Power Rangers. So, first off, they kicked off the entire show with Power Rangers You might've seen me on the fan wall along with uh, some of our other friends on there. That was cool. It's no big deal. They also just a little behind the scenes. Like when we were doing this, obviously you can't hear us. And the way that they did it this time was different than how they did it back in April. Like in April, we could all like talk and see each other's cameras and stuff, which was kind of annoying because I was like, I'm trying to also listen to the news and I was like missing things because people were talking over each other. The way that they did it this time, we only shared like a chat room. The only people that could see our videos were like the control room that was putting this all together. And they kept telling us like, Oh yeah, smile, big reactions. We're recording you guys. Well, they used that footage like after the panel. So when we all the panels were done, And they went back to the Power Rangers people on the wall. I think it was for the segment before, like Transformers or whatever was after Power Rangers. They're like, yeah, guys, how do you feel about that news? And we're all like, woo, woo. Those were the reactions that they recorded us when the Power Rangers panels were going on, (laughs) specifically the Lightning Collection. So little little peek behind the curtain there. But uh, yeah, uh, the the beginning part was live, but the second time we were on screen was definitely not live because by that time I had already like signed out because I had to go back to work. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first off was the Dino Fury panel, and this was hosted by Brandon Davis of ComicBook.com. 
it had the entire cast of Power Rangers Dino Fury plus executive producer Simon Bennett. And I really, really enjoyed this panel. It was a lot more than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love seeing the cast get together and, and talk about their experiences on set and living together and being in close quarters like that, bonding over this experience. What I liked when they were talking about like living together and they had two weeks of quarantine when they got to New Zealand and then they had three weeks of like intense training. They talked about they all lived together during the quarantine. So you can see that camaraderie and that friendship because they had to endure five weeks of being together before they even filmed anything, which I think is pretty cool. Like you can really tell that their relationship like developed because it, it shows on screen. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. One of the things that came up, they asked about Tessa and, and chance working together. And apparently they worked with an acting coach initially so they, they could establish that brother and sister bond, which I thought definitely helped because you can see that on screen. To me, they are believable as brother and sister relationship. Yeah, totally yeah. agreed. And acting coaches really help with stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you need to fake like you've known this person your whole life when in, in actuality you've only known each other a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that also kind of, like you mentioned, being quarantined together and then the three weeks of the intense training together like i think that also helps forge that bond a little because sometimes you can make very fast very deep relationships with people you meet within a short amount of time Mm -hmm. well especially if you're living together too that that definitely helps (laughs) they did focus on on jordan fight and he got to talk about how proud he was that he was the first African-American sixth ranger, which is awesome. And I love the fact that he mentioned that kids have someone that they can look up to that, you know, looks like him. And it was really nice to see his reaction to that. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple cringy type moments in this panel and in general, but overall I liked the questions that the ranger actors were asked because it gave us a really good um, insight into their feelings and um, what they experienced working on the show. What was some of the cringe that you noticed during the Dino Fury? I am panel? going to have to pull up my Twitter feed because I was kind of subtweeting the entire time. <laughs> I was like, OMG. I was like, OMG, make this stop. Like, I don't remember what I was like. I mean, there was, there was a couple. Like, when they were saying, like, oh, where's everyone from? And, you know, people were talking over each other. And it's like, I get it. It's you know it's yeah. it's live mm-hmm. it's live but i wish they did edit it a little bit oh no it was like the pulsecon ho- the pulsecon hosts like the initial host i kind of yeah i said um jfc make the pulsecon host stop and um, <laughs> <laughs> the part that killed me was the like okay guys we're not starting this panel till we get at least this many people using hashtag such and such and i'm just like you're never going to get panel started just just don't right, be right. no People are not going to play your game. Just show the video. I think that's what I tweeted about when I said this is so awkward. I can't remember what I was referring to. I would have to like go back and watch the video and like timestamp. Hashtag Z staff or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, that's never going to (laughs) happen. I did like how they handled the lightning collection reveal. During oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll to it was that. during the, it was during that moment. So I just wanted to mention that. Oh, okay. I like that Hunter got to talk about uh McScary Manor and she revealed that 
she also loves like scary and spooky supernatural things and that she's actually very similar to her character, Amelia. And I like to hear that because, you know, if she's like Amelia, kind of like that funny, quirky, you know, kind of likes uh, scary things and, you know, likes to be assertive. And I really in- did enjoy that episode and that moment where, you know, she took the lead and mm-hmm. the episode was mainly about her. So I'm I'm really glad that that's, you know, one of her favorite episodes. Yeah, it's it's really cool when the actors kind of share that kind of connection with their character that they play. Absolutely. And then the big the big reveal and the big like thing that they were talking about was Lord Zed returning and Brandon the host of the panel they started the panel with him wearing the Lord Zed which we would come to find out was the Lord Zed lightning collection helmet which we'll get into looks amazing. But the cast found out about Lord Zed during the script reading, and that's when I, th- I think like it was Kai Moya telling the story of like him and Chance were reading the script during a table read, and Chance looks over at him. He's like, "Oh my God, it's it's Lord Zed!" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> so uh, I I love moments like that, and you know I love that the cast found out about it in that way. Yeah. I thought I think that's really cool. No, I, I love that. Just like we talked about in our last episode, when we talked about episode 14, we mentioned about the suit and how Lord Zed was really active. Well, Simon Bennett pretty much confirmed that the suit had to be redesigned to be more action oriented. And I think that's great because it definitely showed a range of movement that we haven't seen before. He also mentioned, and I really appreciate that they brought this up, was the fact that that the lore is tricky when they're bringing back legacy characters and they essentially had to find their own version of Lord Zed and they were able to do it with that character of Rigul. But also they mentioned that Robert Axelrod is a tough, is a hard act to follow. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that Simon really name checked Robert Axelrod. That makes me feel better as like, a fan who's been a fan for this long since the beginning that at least that they were, they know that he's a hard act to follow and they tried to get something that, you know, was at least more appropriate. And while I initially was kind of turned off by that voice, like I said before, that's on me as someone who thinks that Robert Axelrod's performance is untouchable. Mm -hmm. At least they know that. And it makes me feel better because if we're getting more Lord Zed in season two, I'm going to have to warm up real quick and get used to that voice because that's what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. For what it's worth, it's kind of like what you said. It was a little hard at first because we are all so used to Robert Axelrod's like iconic performance. But after Simon kind of explained it, not that I didn't know that before, but after hearing it from like, Hearing it from him, it just kind of clicked a little bit better. Yeah, and that's the kind of care and respect for, like, the lore of the franchise. And I think that episode really showed that they acknowledged the clips that, yeah, he turned good. This is a different Zed when they picked him at his most evil. So I'm thinking, like, you know, this is, like, late season two Zed or something. Maybe even before that. Yeah, maybe even before that. 
when he first showed up. But, you know, the fact that Simon addressed it and he addressed the issue, that puts my mind at ease because I know they at least care a bit about the lore to respect the past seasons. Mm -hmm. And trust me, that makes me feel way better than when Jonathan Zakor was an executive producer. (laughs) You know what I mean? That makes me feel so much better. We totally called it. There was bloopers. I loved them. Uh, They were done in the form of the cast credits. And we had Jane and J-Borg credits. So I have no idea if that's going to be a new updated opening for season two. But I really hope they are in the cast credits because I miss the auxiliary face characters actually having credits. Like Even when they do the split screen, they're still a major part of the show and they deserve to be part of the credits. Mm -hmm. No, completely. We did get a little tease. So season 29 picks up shortly after season 28. The saga will continue with Void Knight and Centaura. Ion and Zeta will find out more about Rafcon and the Rafconians. Uh, new power-up Zords. Uh, we got the baby Paka, which is a physical prop for season 29. Uh, she will have CGI enhancements when she's moving about the base, which I think is pretty cool. And then we got the sneak peek of the new Dino Fury cycle. It's not just a toy exclusive <laughs> They're bringing back the bikes. Big, I freaking bike. love it. Big, big dumb bike. bikes. Big dumb bike. <laughs> I am big legitimately dumb excited about it. Like, and the cool thing is, it's not just a motorcycle. It's like a tricycle because it's got the two Yeah, it's wheels, it's a three-wheeler. Which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> like, I love motorcycle designs that aren't just motorcycles. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Or stuff like, you know, when... When Shadow Ranger had a, a quad for no reason, because he, it yep. was, like, I love that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, super excited that we got to see some footage of this big dumb bike in action, and <laughs> I absolutely love it. It it reminded me, especially when they did like the CGI, like you know him flying at the camera, and there is a physical prop when it was when he got off the bike. That was a physical prop. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they did the beauty shot of it. Like that's, that's a physical prop, but it reminded me so much of the Disney era. Like when Disney did premiere those dumb, stupid bikes that I love. I only say that they're dumb and stupid because they're ridiculous and it's as ridiculous as power. Only power Rangers can make it the the most impractical thing in the world. And that's why we call them big, dumb, stupid bikes, but we love them. We absolutely love them. And I mean, you know, from the big dumb bikes of Dino Thunder to the big dumb bike in uh, Jungle Fury. Like, yeah. you just, you love... Strike Rider Cruise! <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so good. And yeah, this one looks to carry on. That. It's so funny being nostalgic for the Disney era in a weird way. Like It makes me feel so old, right? dude. It makes me feel like, so old. I was in college, for Christ's sakes. I'm hoping the other yeah. rangers get some time on the big dumb bike, though. Well, I mean, Ion wanted a spin on it, so Does Ion I get his own big dumb bike? Does he get a gold one? Because that would be really cool. they share the big dumb bike? <laughs> I think they might share it. I just loved in the clip that it came out of this, like, cave yeah. thing. I don't know if they have a new base or what that was. Like, if they're teleporting from Rafcon or something, I have no idea. Maybe it's like a temp- like temporal, like a portal or something, and it is coming from the 2017 movie verse. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went. I there. don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> but no, I I loved it because they even made the joke that it was like, oh, this is way better than teleporting. I'm like, sure, <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> teleporting gets you there instantly, but sure, get on the bike that takes you an hour to drive anywhere. Yeah, I actually want to get the toy now. Because it's in the show. I, so I want the toy. I want a better version of the toy. I want a deluxe version of the toy. I want a lightning <laughs> I want a lightning collection yes. version of the big dumb bike. Okay. But if you do get the big dumb bike, at least the six inch figures and the lightning collection scale with each other. So you could at least put the Zato figure on the big dumb bike yeah. toy. Or we could Haslab. Big dumb bike. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're <laughs> gonna have <laughs> a real yeah, a real full size one one scale Haslab big dumb bike for Power Rangers. Costs yes. every person that backs it ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we, we got the, the sneak peek of the bike. I I love it that, you know, all the people that were saying, oh, it's just a toy. We're never going to get this in the show because they would have done it by now. I love that everyone was proven wrong. Like, I'm so (laughs) glad about the return of Big Dumb Bike. Like, I I love it. Hashtag Big Dumb Bike. I mean, that's going to be the Ranger Command preview. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we found out that uh, season two will debut in spring 2022 on netflix so whenever that is we don't have an exact date uh if i could throw a dart at the board i would say either march or april i'd imagine march but that's just me being hopeful i think yeah (laughs) moving on this is so cool because tessa got to reveal that izzy garcia is in power rangers legacy wars it was that day so she's in the game now folks Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's awesome. You love to see it. I just wish I had enough crystals to unlock her. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, it's pay to play. Yeah. That's, that's what it's it is. Like, I grinded enough crystals for two boxes, and I only got two shards out of both. Oh. Like, I got two shards oh out of the God. first box and zero out of the second. It's like. Uh, Aren't you supposed to get guaranteed shards when you get that box? Nope. You have a 40% oh. chance. That's rough. Wow, that is rough. I mean, yeah. when Shadow Ranger was there, I mean, I I spent some money. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I was like, I, I'm still going to try to grind a whole bunch of free crystals. Well, shout out to Steve Martinez, a huge friend of the show, because he rocked his Ranger Command team with Shadow Ranger, MMPR Blue, and Izzy Garcia mm-hmm. for all three hosts. And I love that. I thought that was a great shot. It was fantastic. Uh, Steve is awesome. And then, not to be outdone, Russell Curry revealed his own Lightning Collection figure, the Dino Fury Red Ranger, and his reaction was priceless. It was amazing. I I feel like this is how they should do reveals from now on for Ranger figures. Just let let the actors do it. It's so cool. I loved his reaction i i almost got slightly emotional because you could tell that he was just thrilled by it Mm -hmm. he was like doing a close-up of his face next to the character face that put such a big grin on my face he was so excited the rest of the cast was excited too Mm -hmm. they were equally Mm -hmm. probably not equally but like pretty darn excited too because 
I can't remember if it was Chance or if it was Kai kept saying, hey, can you pop the civilian head on there? Like, I don't want to say. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you could tell that they wanted to play yeah. with it, too. Like, that's that's so cool. And I'm sure we're going to get an Izzy figure next for the season. Obviously, we're, I think we're going to get all of them at some point, mm-hmm. which would be incredible. It was absolutely fantastic reaction. It was such a great reveal. You're right. I hope they do more of that in the future because, you know, seeing their reaction to this figure, seeing Russell's reaction to this was priceless. Like he was legitimately excited. And I mean, that's cool to have your own action figure. How cool is that? It's amazing. It was such a nice moment. (laughs) It was a very nice moment. Well, that led into... The Lightning Collection panel with John Warden from Product Design, John Firestone of Global Brand Marketing, and Bill and Jordan, product designers on the brand. And like I said, next week, we're going to be interviewing both John, John, and Irvin, who's been on past Power Rangers uh, Fan First Friday. So it'll be cool to, to talk to them. So one of the things that they uh, kind of said right <laughs> off the bat was, we do our best to keep things secret, but things happen. <laughs> Hashtag Josh shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. It was a total Josh shout out, but they can't control these international yeah. leaks. Yeah. Like there's just too much stuff coming from Malaysia and Singapore and all these countries, which fortunately for them, but unfortunate for us, they get it first. And, you know, you really can't stop social media at that point. Mm -hmm. They talked a bit about the retro Megazords. We've already discussed those. But the little tidbit from there was that they did say that there is a wave two that is coming. And they asked for fans to, you know, shout out their favorite Megazords for this. So after seeing, because I said, oh, the only one I'm getting is NinjaCon, right? Well, after seeing them in hand in a video, I was like, you know what? They look better than the pictures that were in the press shot. So I was like, I pre I pre-ordered all of them. I did. That's me. I'm, I'm a sucker for this stuff. And I'm telling you, seeing them in a video, I was like, you know what? You guys convinced me. So I'm getting them. (laughs) Uh, So now we'll get into the new reveals. First off, we have to talk about the Lord Zed helmet. This is a $120. It is a promise date of spring 2022. Can get this at GameStop, at Hasbro Pulse, Entertainment Earth, pretty much anywhere that you can get these. There's a promise date of spring 2022 on this. So some sites are saying early March, some are saying April. Either way, it's coming soon. They mentioned that they had to develop a whole new stand just to hold this helmet. It's not the same size stand that came with the previous Power Ranger helmets that have already been released. The Red Ranger, White Ranger, and Pink Ranger. So, whole new stand. It is a big helmet. Like, the person who tried it on was Bill from the panel. And he looks like a big guy. He looks like me size. So he put that on no problems. And I was like, I think I'm okay with my fat melon. Like, I think it's going to be fine. (laughs) The thing that got me was the squishy brain. I was like, this is perfect. This is great. I love the squishy brain. 
I, I don't know what it is about the brain, but I like it. That's a like a feature that I was not expecting, but I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Such a, it's such a nice little touch. I was full on expecting hard molded plastic mm-hmm. and they were like, no, nah, it's fun and squishy like a brain because it should be. It's like, that's amazing. I love the plated chrome on this thing. Yes. Yeah. It's perfect. It's beautiful. This looks exactly from the show. That's the best way I can say it. It looks like it's from the show. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what everyone wants in a lightning collection helmet. It's just something that's pure beauty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. I think the proportions were exact. Uh, it just, it looks great. It was an instant pre-order for me, and I haven't bought any of the Lightning Collection helmets. Uh, I already had a Red Ranger helmet. I already had a Green Ranger helmet. I know white and pink, those are new to the helmets, but for whatever reason, I haven't pulled the trigger yet on it. But this one, I was like, I, I've got to get Lord Zed. Like, he is just so cool. The voice changing feature, though, too. Yeah, they were able to show off the voice changer on this, and it's pretty good for what it is. After it was released, I actually sent it to, like, an old college friend of mine. I was like, hey, look what I just found on the internet. And yeah. he was basically like, holy shit thank you for sending this to me. Like this is, <laughs> this is the most amazing thing I've seen in my life. Like, it's fantastic. It's incredible. And I was expecting the price point to be a lot higher than it was. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was thinking this is going to be like 175, like 200 bucks, but nope, it's 120. I'm like, that is not terrible. Yeah. That's not terrible. So I pre-ordered one. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's comparable to, I know they just released a like an Iron Spider helmet um, mm-hmm. from like Avengers, and I'm wondering if that's comparable in price because of all of the chrome. I'm just googling that right now. Yeah, that's it's about the same price. I mean, with all the like chrome detailing and everything, about 125, 130 dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the chrome uh, pushed it a little bit higher than the Ranger helmets mm-hmm. because, you know, they have to electroplate that stuff and it's that chrome plastic process. And so that definitely adds some cost to it. And, you know, I'm actually glad that they went the extra mile and did that because Lord Zed is full chrome decked out. That's what his costume is. So. Yeah, this is the most accurate version that that you can get, and I I love it. It's cool. Moving on to the Lightning Collection, they mentioned that this is the first wave of 2022. If you're keeping track along with uh, Josh and uh, Lightning Fig PR account, uh, this is actually what's considered wave 11. They mentioned that Walmart's going to have a variant packaging called a dark variant. It's got like Japanese text on it. This is similar to what they did with the one time of the Spectrum series. So, yeah, this is uh, a dark variant that's exclusive to Walmart. But let's talk about the rest of this wave. So we already talked about uh, Zato. Comes with the Chroma Fury Saber. He's got the hand to mimic the signature pose in the show. And his face I'm a little disappointed that he doesn't come with like uh, a Rafcon version of the civilian portrait. I think that's my only gripe with it. Otherwise, I think it's a fantastic looking figure. It's beautiful. I mean, some people are like 
raving about a lot of the six ranger figures i feel like this one's probably my most favorite one so far mm. but to be fair the in space black i have that one that one's pretty like amazing as well that one's pretty special. oh yeah but yeah this one it's it's what we've been waiting for is a dino fury figure it's amazing. The likeness is pretty spot on too. I love that they nailed his look because, you know, they got his, his light eyes in it. They got his haircut. It, it just looks perfect. It, it looks exactly like him. Yeah, I wish it was his hair and his eyebrows were a little bit darker. I feel like they're just sure. a tad bit too brown, almost blondish. Maybe it's the lighting on the pictures. I don't. It could definitely be the lighting because when we got the pictures for the in-space blue ranger with the galaxy glider, Mm -hmm. people were saying that the blue looked off. It was like a whole lot lighter. But on the stream, the blue looked as as dark as the two-pack where he first comes in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely their lighting on these photos. I just pulled up pictures from when Russell actually revealed it and his hair does look darker in the screen caps. So maybe it's just the promo pictures. I definitely think it's the promo pictures. They lined up some of these pictures, I think. Yeah, that was the only kind of thing that was kind of a little off to me about this, other than maybe painting the morpher on his wrist, which is, yeah, that's a whole nother issue, but I'm not going to go there. Next up is the Dino Charge Pink Ranger figure. This is uh, Shelby. Uh, she comes with her Tricera drill instead of her Dino Saber blast effect piece. Uh, she comes with the the Morpher, obviously. The uh, thing to point out here is in the video they did say that this was printed using the the inkjet technology, and this definitely looks like the actress. Yes. Oh yeah. This it, this looks like Camille Hyde. It does. She also, if you note, she is a pinless figure. So Ooh. there is no pins on the knees. There's no pins on the arms. And her arms are, her the elbows are double jointed. Okay. So this is more like what they're doing with the Fortnite figures. Because there's a, uh, the Sky figure that I got from Fortnite has the same type of arm where it's a pinless joint. And it's, it's double jointed like this, which I would love for them to implement this in all future figures. I think this is them testing the waters, but I'll find out the answer to that question in our next episode. (laughs) But that was the only confusing thing to me is that she's the only one and we're almost done with dino charge. We still don't have Coda, but we already have like four Dino Charge figures released. We've got Ivan, Riley, Chase, and Tyler. They all come with their Dino Sabers. Not one of them comes with their like special unique weapon. So I was really confused as to why Shelby has her Tricera drill, but not her Dino mm-hmm. Saber. So it's that's the only gripe I have with this. Yeah, it's a little, little weird. That's definitely a question I have. For the team, it's like, are we going to get the rest of the team's power weapons? And and that's the thing. She only uses that in her armor on stage. Like, they all use these weapons with the alternate arm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unless they're planning to do a series of Dino Charge figures with the armor on them, like the their arm, like as a variant, I, I don't know why they included this. 
Yeah. And also another thing, but this is like a whole nother, it goes back to the whole paint app situation. Almost each one of the Dino Charge figures has like different paint apps for certain things. The only one that had the silver like arm claw things, the only one that had them was Tyler. Mm -hmm. The rest of them don't. But then like Chase had the wrong belt. Ivan's neck wasn't even painted. Like the other one's blasters are painted differently, I think. It's just, but otherwise it's a beautiful figure. Yeah. Her, her portrait is, I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent spot on Camille Hyde. And I, I love it. It I absolutely love that. Next up is the wild force lunar wolf ranger figure. So this is Merrick. He includes his lunar cue in both sword mode and blaster mode with uh, the different hands, all of that stuff. I like this figure for his portrait. I I think that does look like the actor. So I'm glad about that. I love the clawed hands, but they're killing me with these paint apps. It is missing one of the stripes on his chest. It has five stripes instead of six, but the packaging, the artwork for the packaging is correct. It has the six stripes. So it's like, what happened? Another thing (laughs) I noticed I didn't notice it until other people pointed it out. I thought mm. the figure was beautiful. And then everyone else started pointing out all these issues and I can't unsee them. It's the stripe. His The plastic looks almost translucent. Which I think they're using for Silver Rangers going forward. Okay. At least that's what that's what it says. But then he's also missing his holster. Yes, that too. I mean, it's not an insignificant piece of the costume. He's always wearing his holster. Yeah. The other thing, it's just a gripe for me, but the pin is blue because it's trying to match the stripes on the outside, but it's blue on the inside. And it's like, I can't unsee those, you know, two blue dots on each leg. I just can't. Yeah. Aside from that though, the figure looks gorgeous. It does. It is a, it is a very, I keep saying these figures are beautiful, but it is a very beautiful figure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, if, if some of these inconsistencies were taken care of, you know, these would be spot on every mm-hmm. time The I love that he has the clawed hands. I love yes. that we got wild force Rangers with their signature claws on their gloves. That is so cool to me. It's, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we have the Zeo Cog standalone figure, which includes Zeo 2 power Tonfas. So we finally have Rocky's Tonfas. Everyone can shut up about it. <laughs> they kept on their promise that this would be revealed in early 2022. And so we finally get Blue's Tonfas. We have the missing weapon. And if you notice, this is a different deco than the ones that were in the two pack. So in the two pack, you had the silver glittery version and the kind of brown maroon version. This version is like the silver translucent, like when they got shocked when they were attacked. And so you can see the little body pieces on the inside. So it's, it's a third deco for the Zeo cogs. And that was enough for me to pre-order. I was like, <laughs> I got to have the blue Tonfas. I only did one because I bought two of the two packs. So I'm going to have five cogs. I think that's enough army building for me. I'm, I'm limiting my army building to like five because I've got five Tenga warriors. So 
I think I'm good on, on my cogs, but I'm glad that they were able to at least course correct and give us the, the blue Tonfas with this yeah. one. And that's it for uh wave 11. Uh, Zach, do you have any favorites in this line? Man, you know, I really dig Zato. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to get jungle fury or jungle fury, <laughs> dino fury representation. I think it is a great, you know, way that they did to include the Zeo blue Tonfas in with the COG single pack. That's a smart idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, all in all, definitely some figures I'm going to be picking up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The next thing that they announced is the Lightning Collection Wave 1 Deluxe Assortment. During the talk of the Deluxe line, they mentioned vehicles, monsters, armors, they mentioned Battleizer, which I was like, hell yes. <laughs> they mentioned Cycles. Again, hell yes. They also mentioned John from the marketing side. He said he mentioned Blue Centurion and Ninjor, which I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Give me Blue Centurion with his bike and I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold on that. But what we got for this first wave This was rumored in the listings that Josh has found, and we thought that this guy was actually canceled because um, they're no longer doing the quote-unquote like Monsters brand. Uh, They're actually doing like a monster and a ranger. And we've got Piranta's head. Uh, This is the creature that Lord Zed created. He's awesome. He's got his nunchuck flutes. He's got... Uh, the accessories, different hands. And they even said in the kind of like press stuff, bigger, better, and occasionally scarier lightning collection celebrates the best and sometimes weirdest monsters in power Rangers history. So I'm looking for some more crazy monsters. I think this is great. They are sticking to their, that these are seven inch figures. So they are an inch taller than the lightning collection. So they're, they're sticking to that scale, which if you're a fan of that or not, that's what they're going with. The only other thing that I could see was that, you know, on the packaging, they actually have his Iris on the Tom Whalen artwork. And I hope they keep Tom Whalen on for as long as they can for Power Rangers, because I love his style. We're all fans of his style on the podcast, but yeah, the figure itself doesn't have those pupils. Really, that was the only thing that that caught my attention. Otherwise, the colors and the deco on this look absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And then ah, the In Space Blue Ranger and Galaxy Glider figure. Look, I I I love TJ, but I'm already picking up the pack with the the Psycho Silver. Uh, This seems like I'm going to be double dipping because. Mm -hmm. I do want that glider. It also begs the question, are we going to have to double dip if we already got all the other in space Rangers? I don't know. Maybe they'll release like a galaxy glider five pack or something. I I don't know. Um, But again, we're getting the in space blue Ranger TJ uh, with the galaxy glider, which features a translucent piece for those uh, light points on there. I know the base has a hole in it, so you can put it on a display base, like a collector figure base. I think this looks great. The only problem I had was with the In Space logo on it. It's cut as like an X instead of the actual uh, belt that they have. So that was the only glaring thing that came across to me. No, it's it's a nice figure. I just... 
I just wish it wasn't a whole double dipping situation. Yeah, me too. No offense to TJ. He's one of my favorite rangers of all time. But it's almost like a strange ranger to double dip on. Usually you do that with like red rangers or like sixth rangers. But they're doing it with a blue ranger. Uh, to be fair, if they did it with Andros, it'd be like a triple dip at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which which I'm glad that they didn't do. And look, if you're going to go with any other in-space ranger, it has to be the second in command. It's got to be TJ. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not mad about having a second TJ figure. And some of us were already joking, well, you're two-fifths of the way from replicating that episode where all of them were blue rangers. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you're, if you're double dipping and yeah, but you know, having TJ locked to these kind of two packs is, is a little weird. And again, we don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the galaxy gliders. I I don't know. I mean, I have no idea to, to be honest and y'all might hate me for this, but I wouldn't mind if it was like an Andros triple dip and it was like civilian Andros in the Astro mega ship uniform with like the galaxy. Oh, See that, that would have been now cool. that would be awesome. Like, that's the only reason why I would buy like another Andros or be like support another Andros. You know what? I would have I would have loved that if this came with like TJ in his Astro Mega Ship yes. uniform. I love those uniforms that and cool. it's not like they well they would have to create a new mold for the actual like civilian uniform, but use the same male body three times for the three dudes mm-hmm. and then the same female body for the, the two ladies. And then that, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. I would love that. I would totally triple dip on an, on an Andros. If it was his civilian uniform, we already got his like hooded cloaked yeah. <laughs> figure. So I wasn't mad about that. I just really want civilian figures in the Astro mega ship uniforms. That would be like, that would be amazing. the dream. Yes. Any civilian uniforms, I would double dip on SPD if they all came with their cadet oh, B squad yeah. outfits. You're, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. In regards to the exclusive, uh, they dug a little bit more into Pudgy Pig. They showed off more of the packaging in the stream. They said already available, but it's still a pre-order on their site. It's not shipping right now, which is a little weird. But now we have the big. News, <laughs> the Zord Ascension project. I guess Jordan and Locke on the design team, there has been 20 months of development so far for this. Person who showed it off was Jordan from the product designer. And he said that what they were showing off was a 3D printed and hand-painted model. It's not even the final piece of the puzzle for this. And they said usually they don't even show anything like this, but because everyone has been asking for deluxe Megazords, they wanted to at least show something for this project. And I'm on the fence about it, only because I have the Sola Chagokin version, Mm -hmm. and I think that is a quality masterpiece item. But I'm tempted. They did say that this is the tallest Megazord in this format. It is at 1 and 144th scale, 11 and a half inches tall. This is a popular scale for modelers and hobbyists. So you can have like the one, like basically anything that's Gundam size, like the Hmm. 1 and 144th scale. 
that is like a de facto scale for a lot of okay. modelers and hobbyists. I have things in one 144th scale because I, I used to build models. I used to build some Gundams and like things on Hobby Link, you can actually buy buildings at that scale. So you could literally have this fit in if you're a modeler or you could easily find buildings that would match this scale cars that would match this scale. So you could really recreate a Megazord scene with this scale. And they said that any Zord in the lightning or in the Zord Ascension project, it's part of the lightning collection, but this is called zap. What does lightning do? It zaps. I thought that was brilliant, Yeah. but they said any Megazord released in the Zord Ascension project line will be at the same scale. So, you know, if they do a Delta Megazord, that will be in scale with the regular Megazord. Like, all of them will be consistent. That's why I, I would want to buy into this line, is because if I can collect Zords that fully transform and they're all at the same scale, I think that's the dream for any Power Rangers yeah. collector. Yeah. To get your favorite Megazords, I mean, all of them if that's your thing, but even just to get your favorite Megazords all in one scale, that'd be just a beautiful display. Yeah, it would be amazing. And what I appreciated about this is they mentioned that they were using Sentai art books. They were using photo references, show references. There's going to be like semi-translucent shoulders, uh, the chest plate, the knees, like some of the lights on the knees and stuff. Um, they're calling this their love letter to Megazords. And it definitely shows, like, even if that was just a 3D printed, hand-painted model, it still looked really, really good. And weren't the Rangers in the, like, in the cockpit too? Yes, they inkjet printed. So you can take the face off of the Megazord and the cockpit that the Rangers are in from the show is in there. And it's awesome. I think that was a very neat detail mm -hmm. and it comes with slightly taller than the one 144th scale just because of production reasons, but miniature little ranger figures. That's so neat. It's really neat. I mean, yeah. Megazords aren't my thing, but I'm so happy sure. that this is like, this is what a lot of people have wanted and I'm just, I'm happy people are finally getting it. That's all I wanted them to acknowledge. I just wanted them to acknowledge that, Okay, we're doing deluxe Megazords. Everyone's been asking for it, and they're all going to be in the same scale. If that's the definitive version, then let's go. I'm I'm all for it. And I'm a huge fan of the robots, and that's the thing. I don't have every robot from every season. I definitely have robots from when I was really invested into Sentai, like Decker Ranger and Bokanger and Maji Ranger and that that kind of thing. So I have everything from those, but just to get the main Megazords, like I never got a light speed Megazord. I would love a light speed Megazord in the Zord Ascension project. Yeah. I'm not even a Megazord person and something like that in this quality would be like an insta buy for me. Mm -hmm. Also mm -hmm. super train. Oh, oh my God. You know how gigantic that would be in that scale? Holy crap. It would be even better if you could put the regular Megazord inside of it. I mean, if it was in scale, that's exactly oh. what you could do, but it would yeah, be, that's what you would it do. It would be so yeah. much money. It would like if, if let's <laughs> say the regular, let's say it. the regular there, that there. Oh. Yes. Yes. 
Has, yes. Haslab super train. Hundred percent Haslab. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hasbro, hire us. <laughs> I mean, Zach tends to speak things into existence, so like maybe it. Will yeah. Happen. I don't know how it just happens sometimes. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm all for giving Zach those superpowers. Like he's got some great ideas. Then they did have a segment with Ryan Parrott. It was really nothing that we haven't heard before, especially in, in our interviews with him. But I did want to note that on our website, we do have a preview pages for Mighty Morphin 13, which does kick off the Altarian War. There wasn't a lot that he could talk about, but look forward to our interview with him next week where we do dive into that issue. So just wanted to point that out. It was great seeing Ryan again on, on that panel. All right. We're going to have to talk about something that do we, has... Do we really? Look, I want to educate people. I want people to know how dumb this is. <laughs> but I, I also mean, want to be fair, fair for Fair, but also, like, people know this is dumb, right? Like... I hope so. But look, there's a lot of people who don't know what this is about. And there's a lot of people that are confused about it. Mm -hmm. So they did like this fake breaking news segment. Like they were like, oh, we don't know what's going on. So it's Jonathan and Jared from Power Rangers Creative. They created Megazord NFT. Like how quickly that was muttered under the breath. Okay. They created Megazord NFT. We will break that down. What? That is, but I want to say that when they announced this, my reaction on stream was like, oh God, why? Like I was like, there was a visible disappointment in my face because look, I I know in NFTs have been around a while. It's part of the whole cryptocurrency thing. There's things like Ethereum blockchain, which we'll get into a little bit. But the reality is you're paying for something digital. This is the, uh, granted with this, you are getting a physical product with it, but that's only if you go through so many hoops, which we'll talk about. But my reaction to this was, this is horse. This is terrible. I hate that Hasbro kicked off whatever NFT crap that they're doing with Power Rangers. It goes against, we'll go a little bit into NFTs, but they are terrible for the environment. And I know that they're using wax, which is quote unquote sustainable, but it's carbon offset, which is also like a not really happening type of thing. It all seems like a pyramid scheme. There's so much that's wrong with it. And the reason I am so against NFTs is because earlier this year, there was so much art that was getting stolen from artists because people claimed other people's art as NFTs. And essentially what an NFT is, is the best way that, you know, I can explain it is using the, the Wikipedia. So NFT means non fungible token, which is a unique and non interchangeable unit of data stored on a digital ledger or blockchain. So if you heard about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever, those are part of blockchains, which many different computers are calculating. The information is spread out and shared, and it's what's called a proof of work. So the proof of work is when you're data mining, you have to prove that you're doing the work 
to do that. And the way to do that is to run these blockchain programs, which takes up a significant amount of computing power. That's why the past two years, there's been such a huge graphics card shortage and why there's been a processor shortage is because people are buying up these processors and creating basically farms to like farm the Bitcoin and to keep the blockchain going. And there's someone at my work who does this and he's almost bragging about it. Like he said that his freaking electric bill was over $800 in one month because he's got like 15, 16 computers with these high end graphics cards that no one can buy because these crypto bros are, are buying them up. And he was literally saying $800 a month for electricity. I pay at most maybe a hundred for a three bedroom house. And I'm like, or, you know, $100. And I'm like, his is eight times that just because he's got these computers running constantly. It is terrible for the environment. It is horrible. I saw someone on like TikTok or something. It was like, you thought it was going to be a Tesla bro video, but then it comes around and he opens up the trunk or whatever. And it's just a whole bunch of mining Bitcoin in the back of his like, or, or something. He's doing something, mining something off a Tesla and a supercharger. And that's just, that's ridiculous. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. Like I said, it's, it's a unit of data stored on a blockchain. NFTs can be used to represent easily reproducible items, such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items, kind of like a certificate and authenticity. They use blockchain technology to establish a verified and public proof of ownership. Copies of the original file are not restricted to the owner of the NFT and can be copied and shared like any file. The lack of interchangeability or fungibility distinguishes NFTs from blockchain cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. If you're already confused, that's great because so are we. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. We'll link to a couple articles. Verge has a great one uh, that really talks about it. So Ethereum blockchain is the cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Ethereum runs those and they are terrible, terrible for the environment. Ethereum is a proof of work versus proof of state, which is what Hasbro is using with Wax. So Wax is essentially saying that, oh, we're keeping the data in one place so it doesn't use as much and we're carbon neutral. But that carbon neutrality is is a joke. Like any carbon offset stuff is is not really real it's all it's there's all this fake but it has like real lasting consequences on the amount of power it uses for the environment and we'll include links to like read up all about this but just from that alone should be enough for you to go what the hell now to get the megazord let me tell you the hoops that you have to go through so first off this was two hundred dollars and it was only available for like that three days of Hasbro PulseCon. That's it. It was only available Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to buy this. So available from purchase for from 1022 to 1024. Only available to U.S. customers. That's another thing is because there are other countries 
that have outlawed NFTs because of its damaging effects to the environment. And so that's why legally Hasbro can only sell this in the U.S. because other countries have banned NFTs. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. There's legislation in other countries for this. So then after you buy your like little NFT picture of the Megazord or whatever, and there's we'll link to the different pictures because you can save them. It's a JPEG. You can save it to your own desktop. Ha ha. You've got it. Yay. Like uh, it's so dumb. (laughs) Pre-ordering on Hasbro pulse only gets you the code to like redeem your NFT or whatever. Then you have to redeem your code on the wax platform only a week from 1025 to 1031. So by the time you listen to this, it's already too late. You will get your digital token only if the NFT is in your wax wallet by 1031 at midnight. Then you redeem your digital token for the Zap Special Edition Dino Megazord between 11.1 and 11.8. And you'll have to do this all on wax. You're not even doing it on Hasbro Pulse. So you get the picture of the Megazord, but then you also get like this power coin or whatever. And then you have to redeem the power coin within a week to have the Megazord. How many people are going to forget to do that and paid $200 for a JPEG? Like what? I mean, that's basically NFTs though. Not all NFTs are tied with a, a physical product. Yeah, I know. But like, you're basically just buying a regular NFT at that point. You're just yeah. buying a yeah. JPEG. There's already listings on eBay for $1,200 for this Megazord. So the crypto bros are already cashing in. I want, it's crap. I wonder if there's like, if people forget to like exchange the code or whatever for the physical product. There what, definitely will be people that will forget to do it. I can guarantee and like, you. What are they going to do with those products? Did they already make them or are they just going to make enough to... No, they're only going to make enough. And that's, that's essentially what I think Hasbro is doing this. It's because they want to know how many, exactly how many of these things that they need to produce. And thank God it's only a black and gold Megazord. I could Mm -hmm. give a shit at that point. I've got black and gold Megazords from Bandai. Like I'm, I'm good on that. So I'm not really concerned about this, but all this seems is like, is that they're not confident in this product and they're doing it as a way to get the pre-orders exact so they can only make an exact amount, but get the money now for it. That's essentially what this is. And at that point, why not just put it on Haslam? Exactly. Yeah. Why these extra hoops? Because you want to try NFTs. And it's such a bizarre, I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but it's such a bizarre franchise to even tie an NFT to. Power Rangers, since day one, environment, 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 the cleanup club in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This goes totally against what Power Rangers is about. I did not like it. I I don't know. There was me. I saw maybe one positive mention of this. The fandom does not like this. The target audience is not. Well, the target audience, it feels like crypto bros and scalpers. That's what this feels like. like. Who are you targeting with this? Because it's not actual Power Rangers fans. Or not like Ranger Nation type fans. It's like, right. Like, who's the target for this? Because it's the most bizarre choice I've ever seen. All you have to do is look at that video when they're announcing it. There is no excitement in their voice. There is no, they're treating this as like, well, we had to do this because someone on our board of directors told us to. Yeah. Like, 
there was no passion in those two guys voice like Jonathan and Jared. They're, they're like, yeah, we got NFTs breaking news. Here it is. Like if you watch that there, that is some of the most unenthused soul sucked responses that I could even, they weren't excited about it because they don't even believe in it. And Dennis Chan, who is the sculptor for the lightning collection, he went on Twitter and was like, look, if he's like, I hate NFTs. He's like, these are stupid. I think Hasbro is wrong in this. And he's like, look, I'm only a contractor for Hasbro. And if I never get a job ever again for this, whatever. But he's like, he gave emails. He's like, here's their support email. Here's their PR email. Write to them and tell you and tell them how bad of an idea this is. Circle back to their like sustainability promise that's on their website, their environmental promise. And look, I thought Hasbro was doing a good job with the yeah. environmental stuff. We had just mentioned that on our like one of our last episodes. And then yeah. this happened. <laughs> and the live stream where Zach and I were unboxing stuff. I'm like, wow, look at all this environmentally friendly cardboard and they're using less plastic. And the, the freaking joke of all of this is that on the box for this NFT, they have the freaking audacity to put, uh, like, Oh, uses less plastic. It's not even a box. It's a digital image of a box. The digital <laughs> right, right. of a box. Yeah. Right. And and it said like, oh, uses less plastic, more environmentally friendly. Here's the thing. They sent us a press release for it. And I told my contact, I'm like, we are not reporting on this. I said, this goes against what Hasbro stands for with their environmental clause. I said, this goes against what Power Rangers represents. And I told them straight out, I'm not promoting this thing. Mm-hmm. And I know Morphin Legacy took that stance. I know Power Ranger took that stance. I know Josh took that stance. And he was having a hard time yeah. with it because he literally, like, his goal is to collect everything Lightning Collection. This thing is branded as the Lightning Collection. And, like, he had to be almost, like, talked out of it. I'm like, Josh, it is not worth it. You know, stand up to your ideals. And, and he did. He said, I'm not buying it. He's like, I refuse to cover this NFT thing. And I was like, dude, good on you because this is crap. Yeah. And there are so many NFT bros out there that are trying to clap back on Ranger fans. And I'm not going to have any of that. Like, don't come in our threads talking about freaking NFTs. I don't care that it's more environmentally friendly or, um, what is because it? on some level, even even if it's a point two zero zero two or whatever, there's still an effect that it's having. That's the point. And beyond that, basically with an NFT, you're almost paying for nothing. You're basically paying for nothing. You're paying for a JPEG. I hate to say it, at least with this one, you do get something physical out out of it, even if you do have to jump through a couple hoops. But you don't right. get you don't really get anything tangible with an NFT. I don't know exactly how a blockchain works, but like. You can't really bet on anything digital. Like, no. that's why I still have DVDs of things that are on streaming. It's like you can't, it could be gone at any second for like any reason. Yeah. Even, even if it's a blockchain and I yeah. know like with blockchain, things are more decentralized because it's a proof of ownership. But you know, what if you download your NFT picture or whatever, and your hard drive crashes or these de- data centers, like their servers crash and that data is lost forever. That's the risk you take. Nobody cares about NFTs except for other NFT people. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. 
that's what gets me so angry. It's because all these people are like, yeah, but it's a great investment. You can make money in this and that. No, it's a pyramid scheme. And there's, we'll link to uh, one thread uh, from Twitter user doc squiddy that had, it was like a 75 tweet thing that was like, yo, this is why NFTs are horrible. <laughs> Literally the first time that NFTs caught my attention was back in March when all of these artists were decrying NFTs because their art was getting stolen by these NFT crypto bros. And like people were saying, well, I own this image now. And it's like, no, you don't. You own a receipt for something that you don't really own. You own a receipt for purchasing a, a JPEG that anyone can download. That's all it is. It's like you own the CVS receipt, but nothing on the receipt. You just own the paper. Yep. The last thing I'll talk about this is the great thing that I, that was going around Tumblr that essentially explains it. And AP, you pointed out this <laughs> JPEG. So yeah. imagine if you went up to the Mona Lisa and you're like, I'd like to own this. And someone nearby went, give me $65 million and I'll burn down an unspecified amount of the Amazon rainforest in order to give you a receipt of purchase. So you pay them and went, here's your receipt. Thanks for you for your purchase. And you went to an unmarked supply closet in the back of the museum and posted a handmade label inside it behind the brooms that said Mona Lisa is currently owned by whoever. So anyone who wants to know who owns it has to find the specific closet in the specific hallway and look behind the correct brooms. And you went, can I take the Mona Lisa home now? And they went, oh God, no, are you stupid? You only bought the receipt that says you own it. You actually didn't buy the Mona Lisa itself. You can't take the real Mona Lisa, you idiot. You can take this though, and they give you a replica print in a cardboard tube that's sold in the gift shop. Also, the person selling you the receipt of the purchase has no point in time ever owned the Mona Lisa. Unfortunately, if this doesn't make any sense or seem like any logical person would be happy about this exchange, then you've understood it perfectly. And that is the best analogy um, for NFTs. Props to that person on Tumblr, because that's just, yeah. that is perfect. <laughs> So yeah, you're not going to find any information of this on our website because we're not promoting this. I'm not even going to give you a link to the Hasbro page for this because you already can't buy it by the time you listen yeah. to this. Yeah. And I have to laugh so hard because there's a tab in my tweet deck that says Power Rangers NFT or <laughs> NFT Power Rangers. And there are so many like crypto sites and all this stuff reporting on it in the past couple days and it's already too late to even get involved in this so they've already missed out and it just makes it just is so hilarious to me i want a clear message to hasbro that we don't support it they got clapped back so hard on social media for this hasbro we don't want it we don't want power rangers tied to it I hope this is your first and last NFT mm -hmm. because there's a clear message that we're not going to stand for it. Give us HasLab stuff. If yeah. you have to do something tied to like pre-purchasing, do HasLab, please. Give us some neat premium stuff on HasLab. Don't be doing this NFT stuff. That's the only thing I can think of is that they weren't confident in selling this to a mass market. They weren't confident to get whatever many backers on HasLab. Hasbro, have you seen how much money this fandom gives to like BS fan movies or like yeah. BS projects like propped up by Ranger actors that go nowhere? The amount of GoFundMes and Kickstarters and what have you that this fandom has funded, like they would 
definitely fund a HasLab project. Are you kidding me? They Just go for it, yeah. Hasbro. And that's the only reason I can think why they tied Power Rangers to this is because they weren't confident in selling a black and gold Megazord for a premium price to a bunch of nerds because they don't have confidence in either the fandom or they don't have confidence in this particular brand. And so they had to rely on scalpers and crypto bros to get in on this. And I don't care how cool this looks. I'm not going to support anything that is tied to an NFT. I'm just not going to do it because, you know, and sorry if I'm being dramatic, but I said this on Twitter, you know, I at least want, you know, any potential kids I have in the future to live on an earth that's at least sustainable and not going to burn down. Oh, the whole NFT thing is a bad trend and it just, it is the height of greed and capitalism for exchanging money for virtually nothing, but destroying everything. And I hate it. I've seen some people kind of try to say, oh, well, buying like collectibles is bad too. Should buy everything Uh secondhand. And it's like, that's kind of missing the point. Ideally, that would be like great if you could buy everything secondhand, recycle. I'm all in support of that. But it's not really attainable. Yeah, it's Um, unrealistic. People do have a right to buy things that they want to buy, whether or not we agree with it, which like, what have you, I'm not, if someone wants to buy the NFT, go for it. That's your choice. Like, I'm not going to I don't care if you buy the NFT. It's still not a smart decision because you don't get anything. At least with buying a collectible, you get something. You can resell it. Just the fact that there was so much confusion within our fandom about this. Because people were like, well, what's an NFT? I mean, there were so many people that were like, well, why aren't you guys covering it? And I'm like, because it's an NFT. Well, what's an NFT? Like, there were so many people that didn't get it. There's people that wanted to buy this, but were confused about the whole thing because of the how many steps that it involved. That it, you're not going through Hasbro. You're going through a third party. It's a straw man argument, like saying, well, you still collect things. How much plastic does that use? Well, yeah, but there's a cost for everything. There's a cost for us living. There's a cost for me breathing. There's a cost for me eating. Like anything we do impacts the planet, but I'm not seeking to actively destroy it. That's the thing. And like, I'm not going to buy a freaking JPEG so some server can eat up energy and like be a real waste on, on our energy resources. Like it's, it's not right. And yeah, there's ways that you can sustainably buy things, but you can't equate the clothes that I wear or the things that I collect and say, yeah, well, you're still doing it. So that's just as bad as an NFT. It's like, please miss me with that argument. Cause if that's the case, we'd all be living with rags on our back and, you know, not having any fun in in this life. I just, I I hate that argument. I really do. Like, if that's the case, then I may as well just sell all my possessions and live off the grid. And it's just, I can't do that. That's not my lifestyle. But I can still be a a conscious consumer. I can still recycle, you know, all of my old packaging for things that, you know, I'm keeping and I'm not going to sell again. I can still make choices like not buying an NFT. You know, there's, there's things that I can do in my personal life, but please don't throw that argument back at me of like, well, you still collect things. So 
look at all the oil and plastic that you're consuming. Like, please, please miss me with that. Mm-hmm. Zach, anything to add? Or do uh, listen, this whole thing is just both sides the, uh, of the argument. Is, is I stay out of it. <laughs> I'm happier staying yeah, out of it. I hear you. Sorry, I was just also Googling, like, trying to see how much The Legend of the White Dragon. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. They made $200,000 and they're going to yeah, reboot it. it. They've been saying they're going to reboot the Kickstarter starter like any day mm-hmm. now. So mm, how much yeah, did the order well. make? And we're still waiting on that too. <laughs> how much did uh, six Mike, years, Michael six years. took like, what was it? Like $14,000 worth of people's money and produced literally yep. nothing. Like yep. <laughs> he made a trailer and that was it. This NFT thing I feel is, is just as scammy as any of that. Mm. So just Taz lab it. Come on, man. Just HasLab it. Come on. Give us some HasLab. Every other brand, every other major brand for Hasbro has had a HasLab at some Mm -hmm. point, except Power Rangers. And instead they do this NFT thing. The Boom Studios, I mean, granted, that's like physical comic book collections. They made almost, what was it, almost a million dollars? Yeah. No, not a million dollars, but they made a lot of money on like- Jeez. Do you guys know the only HasLab project to ever not successfully meet its funding? Was the Cookie Monster. It was the Cookie Monster right. one. And that is because, arguably, the adult Sesame Street audience is even more niche than the Power Rangers <laughs> audience. So, yep. honestly, yep. Hasbro, HasLab, in the future, no more of these stupid NFT gimmicks. No more of this, like, oh, well, if you do this and then jump through this hoop and then jump through that hoop, you might get a chance to get that thing. No, HasLab. Just HasLab everything. You will meet your funding, I guarantee. Yeah, 100%. It's unfortunate. That's all the time we're going to devote to it. We don't support it. I just say save your money for something actual that you can own and get and not have to go through like three different hoops just to claim it. Mm-hmm. Like The only other thing that we need to talk about, Hasbro Pulse Premium event on 1027, there was an interview with Simon Bennett. There was another Dino Fury teaser for season two with void Knight waking up Centora. He did answer some uh, fan type questions and there's a, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes there. Um, I know Josh at lightning fig PR that he did a great sum up of that event and we retweeted a lot of it. So uh, check out his uh, interactions and his video on that. And it was funny because all, all of the other brands had some kind of figure <laughs> reveal or like product reveal. <laughs> yep. Power Rangers didn't. And then literally a couple hours after uh, Power Rangers in space, Silver Ranger popped up and not in, not in the usual spot. It, it showed up in the back in stock section of Hasbro <laughs> and sorry, it, they confirmed it's a Walgreens exclusive but that's where it showed up. It wasn't featured on the event at all, but they decided to drop it anyway, unannounced. It was ridiculous. So we have a news article on our site. We didn't get any press release for this, nothing official. Like I downloaded all the information and put it in a news article, but yeah, Hasbro Pulse website added the lightning collection in space, silver Ranger to the back and stock tab. This was one of the Lightning Collection's worst kept secrets because the in-space ranger was shown in different countries and Canada and other people already have it. I was charged instantly when I pre-ordered it, which means they should have stock shipping out soon. Like they only 
charge if it's ready to ship. And that's why it was in the back in stock tab. But at the time of us reporting it, it still has not been officially acknowledged or announced by Hasbro or Power Rangers. It hasn't. It's bizarre. It's so stupid. I don't know what they're waiting for. It's so stupid. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. I feel like stuff like this, when when it gets leaked in advance, I feel like they just give up trying to make it official. Like, they're like, okay, well, everyone knows about it, so we don't have to do anything about it. We'll just put it out there. But I know that there are people that are fans of Power Rangers that don't keep up with oh, Josh yeah, no, or sure. they don't keep up with us. Yeah. There are many people who would love an in-space Silver Ranger right. and they they found out about it too late because he sold out on Pulse. At the time of this recording, he's not on the Walgreens site. So I don't know why they did this. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a silly mistake. Yeah, like I don't agree with it at all. I just, I think that that might be their reasoning yeah. behind it. It's like, oh, well, everyone knows then we don't have to. No, you still should because there are many people who don't know and who did miss out because you didn't say, hey, by the way, available after today's premium, we're going to do In Space Silver on Pulse, pre-order now. Like, no, you just said, oh, screw it. And as a result, quite a few people missed out on getting the figure they wanted. Yep. I think it's an excellent looking figure. I see. I saw nothing wrong with it. I think it's a great figure. It looks amazing. We can finally complete the in space team once Cassie comes out and it, it looks awesome. I think it looks great. I was able to, you know, pre-order one thankfully because Chris like called me and was like, Holy shit. Like it, it's up, it's up on Hasbro Pulse. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, no, he's, it's up. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I went to my computer in the middle of dinner to like, not only buy it, but to report on it and at least try to get the word out to people who want this. That's the thing. Not everyone has Walgreens. I know Chris Long doesn't have Walgreens near him. So how is he going to get it? And unless, you know, he orders it from somewhere or online on Walgreens, which you can't cause it's not up. Yeah. And the only way to do is Hasbro polls. And if you're not paying attention, I guess like 24 seven to Josh stream or our stream or whoever the reports it, you're going to miss out. And that sucks. That sucks for fans of Zane. That sucks for completionists like me who want the lightning collection. Every other brand on that 1027 panel showed off at least one product that was going to be revealed. Power Rangers was the only one that didn't. And that's just, it's so silly to me. Like Hasbro, do you care about Power Rangers or not? Who knows? Sometimes it feels like you don't. Yeah. It, sometimes it feels like a nut. Sometimes it doesn't. That's it for all of the news. We're going to move on to our Ranger Nation answers where we asked, what was your favorite reveal or news item from Hasbro PulseCon? On Twitter, Steve F at Hit People Guy said, that Zed helmet looks like it'll fit on my giant, giant melon and it'll make me sound imposing. That's a win-win. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said, the Lord Zed helmet is bonkers. Haven't bought a single helmet yet, but if I can make the space for it, I'll be adding it to my collection. Tyler Spuketsky at Tyler Bozetsky says, not knowing how the hell NFTs work, but seriously, aside from that, I was impressed by everything. Maybe I'll even get the Lord Zed helmet. The reason I haven't dealt with the other three is because I already have the Shout Factory one. This is based off a villain, which is great to see. Sean tweets at my name is Sean said, even though we knew of some of these in advance, Zeto was a treat to see. 
In Space Blue with the Galaxy Glider is a fun addition, and the Zapline Megazord. If it's transformable, just wow. The Zed Helmet was an odd addition. Still cool, though. Ash at Deoxy360 said, even though stuff was leaked a few months in advance, they handled the reveals really well, and seeing what they can do like the voice modulator Zed Helmet and the Megazord was also really cool, too. Symbiotic Parasite Spooky Excel Hedge at Excel Hedge said, It was Zap, but sadly is too expensive. Uh, is having decent Megazords at an affordable price from one of the companies responsible for Transformers too much to ask? Well, here's the thing. The NFT version may have cost 200 We don't know if that's the final price for the regular edition. Yeah. The Zap gold and blue NFT crap because I think that's because it's an NFT and because it's a limited edition, I think it's more premium. If I were to guess, I would assume that a regular Zap Megazord would be 150. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, I'd say it's somewhere probably around there. I'd imagine. Yeah. 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 I, I just think that this, the only, if the NFT Zap Megazord, I think that's a markup because it is an NFT yeah. and because they're taking a gamble on yeah. it. Josh, H at dunk TK four, two, one said absolutely piranha said so glad he escaped from the leaked, but never announced limbo. Edward Sanchez at Edward is so cool said my favorite reveal was the red dino fury lightning collection figure. It looks cool. 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 Leo Brian vampire at B bell geek 21 said the deluxe line John said battleizers. So if there's an SPD cyber mode or a red dragon fire ranger coming, I'm pumped. I am right there with Brian yep. because holy crap, yep. I would love Red Dragon Fire Ranger. That, would be that is amazing. Hands down, my favorite battalizer of it's all a time. Good battalizer. If they include some fire effects or something, oh, oh my god, that would be. You know what would be beautiful, and y'all might not agree with me, but uh, Shogun Mode uh, Red Samurai. Ranger oh no, I, that would be beautiful. Though I agree. I love samurai like shogun mode. That, that is That would be amazing in like Oh my god. Form. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think that like say what you will about samurai, but that fire that that mode was on fire. That was amazing. Yuka Donsik at AG underscore ORL said the only thing that was a must buy for me was the Wild Force Lunar Wolf. Steven Martinez at Random 90s Fan said, Top moments would be seeing the Zed helmet. The Dino Fury panel was great. Seeing Izzy as a game character and Zato as a lightning figure. While some stuff I'm a little bummed or upset about, I think it was definitely one of the best live streams. Brad at L Cybertronian said, Definitely the Zord Ascension Project. Josh the Toku fan at Shinken Red 813 said, Merrick looked incredible. Definitely my favorite thus far. At the A Games 10 said, I'm being honest, it felt bland, but I did like the season two clip for Dino Fury and the Zato Lightning Collection figure. I got confused by the blooper reel only because of Jane and Jay Borg possibly getting cast credits in the future. That's now up to eight people to fit into a 30 second opening now. Robert Pennington at White Ranger Spidey said, In Space Blue Ranger and Galaxy Glider and Lord Zed Helmet. HC at ZakuFan0079 said, not the NFT, that's for sure. Common Rider 000 Reggie at TrueKROOO said, the Lightning Collection Dino Fury Red, Dino Charge Pink, and Single Pack Cog reveals. I'm going to need three Cogs for my Mook army. The Psycho Challenger at Kyle Weller 9 said, the NFT, 
JK, in space blue with his glider <laughs> and the lunar wolf ranger. Because I, I know AP, I know you said if anyone responded with the NFT, you would just like quit the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm gone now. Thank you. Yeah. Logging off oh, now. No, it's joking. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle Weller9. <laughs> Mason T. Merrill at Mason Merrill said Lunar Wolf and Galaxy Glider plus TJ. Dino Fury Red was great. I don't play Legacy Wars as often as I used to, but Dino Fury Green was a nice surprise. Rocky at Rocky2815Golden said, My favorite announcement was Wave 11 of the Lightning Collection, and it's fantastic that they started the Dino Fury team and also started the Wild Force team. It's probably my second favorite Power Ranger seasons, and ironically, the second season of Power Rangers I ever watched as a kid. The Lunar Wolf was my favorite ranger from Wild Force, but I was surprised that it is a solo release, as I thought a Lunar Wolf versus Zanaku 2-pack would have been fantastic. But it's still more phenomenal to have Merrick join the Lightning Collection. Must buy a figure alongside the Dino Fury Red Ranger and Dino Charge Pink Ranger for my Lightning figure collection. At the Nick Fan Club said, After seeing Zato celebrate Earth holidays, the reveal of a Rafconian festival that's the impetus for the bike coming into the picture seemed pretty interesting the resumption of the monsters line is pretty good and seeing the lightning collection figures as a whole being displayed and discussed is always fun regardless of the fans digging beforehand toku chris said lord zed helmet i can't wait to be nightmare fuel for my kids for the next 10 years (laughs) At Sentai 5 said, definitely Lightning Collection Dino Fury Red. Can't wait to own it. And ironically, the Lord Zed helmet came out better than I thought it would. The voice changer is a plus for collectors. A Plus Opinions at A Plus Opinions said, My favorite part was seeing Russell Curry and his Dino Fury action figure. The look and excitement on his face was priceless. Josh O'Lantern, Jack O'Lantern at Living Ranger Key said, Lord Zed helmet personally. Wasn't expecting the chrome style on it, was just expecting like metallic silver paint or something. But wow, they made something really amazing there. Datia at Datia underscore said, The Lord Zed helmet revealed. It looked so badass. Ilio Herondale at Ilio Herondale said, Comics! <laughs> <laughs> Onua TCG said the zap thing, but not the gold one because f- NFT garbage. Uh, moving on to Facebook, um, Emmanuel Kobion said Dino Fury Red and Wild Force Wolf Ranger are only two things I enjoyed. Wish they gave us the five gliders with the two in space cannons and the Astro Blasters weapons combos for 40 to 50 bucks as a bonus pack would have been better. And finally, uh, Charlie Nehemiah said, Russell Curry revealing his lightning collection figure was fun. I liked the reveal of TJ with his galaxy glider and the reveal of Merrick. And the Lord Zed helmet looks amazing. But my favorite was the new Megazord Ascension line. Although, with all the detail, I'm not looking forward to the probable hefty price tag. Well, that about does it for us at Ranger Command. Again, Next week, we're going to have a double interview episode with not only uh, Hasbro uh, Power Rangers team, but also Ryan Parrott for the comics. So uh, next week, join me as I interview them. And I think 
we'll get some more questions answered, especially from the Hasbro team. So definitely check that out next week. We really appreciate all of our listeners. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word on Instagram and Facebook. You can also, if you have any uh, comments or questions, you can contact us through our website. You can also uh, take our listener survey where you can give some feedback there. And we always appreciate reviews, not only on iTunes, uh, but Podchaser, And we have links to both of those in our website. And we'd really appreciate uh, some new reviews. If you've been a longtime listener, or if you just started, I know recently we received a couple uh, comments from people saying that, you know, they just started listening to us and they're catching up on the backlog, uh, which is incredible because we have almost eight years of, of podcasts. I mean, we've got 190 episodes here and then we've got like 70 or, or almost 80 extra episodes. No, we're past 80. Anyways, we have a lot of content and anyone who tries to catch up after all of this time, uh, you know, we really appreciate the support. So if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know somehow it really charges up our days, you know, spread the word, uh, let other people know what you like about the podcast through a review. It definitely helps uh, get the word out for us. Even if it's just a rating, uh, you can rate us on either Podchaser or, or iTunes. Uh, those definitely help the podcast. So yeah. until next week, we hope you had a good Halloween because Halloween would already be over. And we'll catch you later, Ranger Nation. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at RangerCommandPowerHour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to Patreon.com slash RangerCommandPH to learn more. Thanks for listening.